Let's take a look at some business news now. April saw an 8.5% increase in China's exports, a sign that the country's main source of economic growth has bounced back after years of pandemic lockdowns. April's numbers beat analysts' expectations of 8%, but were down from the 14.8% rise that was seen in March. Goldman Sachs forecasts China's economy to expand by 6% in 2023, but the pace of activity is set for a slowdown in the second half of this year. Beijing is keen to see these numbers go up and will be offering cheaper credit and infrastructure spending to make that happen. A return to normalcy in China could also be good news for the rest of the world, where cheaper Chinese imports could help dull the sting of inflation. Well, let's get more on this now with Danny Hewson from Huddersfield in England. She's the head of financial analysis at AJ Bell. Good to have you back with us, Danny. On the face of it, these figures out of China appear promising after years of pandemic lockdowns, which really suppressed economic growth in China. What do you think are the prospects going forward? Will we continue to see these positive figures out of China? I think we are going to continue to see fairly positive figures coming out of China, but there was a bit of a sting in the tail in these figures in that imports were down this quarter by 7.9%. So that is something which suggests that maybe consumption in China isn't quite as robust as we would like to see. And it also suggests that maybe China is taking a look at the rest of the global economy and bringing down the amount that it imports because it is expecting that later in the year it will not have to export quite as much. Demand won't be quite as high. But we do know that Beijing is incredibly keen to get the economy really motoring again. That said, it does look like maybe we've passed the sort of peak of that first blush of post-COVID lockdown economic activity. But yeah, on the face of it, things are looking fairly good. Uh, initially, uh, during the early stages of uh, the world's inflation problems, that, uh, part of it was being attributed to the fact that China wasn't getting out its goods during its lockdowns and thereby pushing the prices of, of goods elsewhere around the world. Do you believe that with China now finally opening up, that perhaps that might ease inflation in, in countries around the world? It certainly should start to ease inflation in countries around the world. We've certainly seen all those supply chain log jams finally sort of easing up. And we know that the cost of shipping and certain commodities have also come down. All of those are good things. But there is something of a lag in terms of how long when we start to see those indicators and when consumers start to feel that in their wallets. I think all of us certainly here in the UK and in Turkey will be looking at the inflation numbers incredibly carefully. And we've got the latest numbers coming out from the United States tomorrow. So clearly, if goods are more freely available, then demand is satisfied more easily. That should bring prices down. But as I say, there could be a sting in the tail. If China does see that globally the economy is set to contract, then of course it isn't want to get caught out. It is going to then stop inputting quite so much and exporting quite so much. So we just need to see how the rest of the year plays out. Okay, Danny Hewson from AJ Bell. Always good to get your analysis. Thanks again for joining us. Now to other top business stories from around the world.
Australia is set to announce its first annual budget surplus in 15 years. Warning, however, that rising inflation may push the country further into debt. That's as the country benefits from higher prices for commodities like iron ore and coal. Australia's central bank increased its benchmark rate by 25 basis points to 3.85% last week as inflation remained high. Saudi Aramco has reported a sharp fall in first quarter earnings due to lower crude prices. Net profit came in at just below $32 billion, down by 19% compared to the previous year when Russia's incursion of Ukraine caused oil prices to surge. The oil giant raked in a $161 billion profit last year, the highest figure reported by any company in corporate history. And LinkedIn has become the latest tech firm to slash jobs, blaming fierce competition and a challenging macroeconomic climate. The social media network says it's cutting 716 jobs and will begin phasing out its local jobs app in China. Google, Meta, Amazon and Microsoft have all unveiled mass layoffs earlier this year in response to slowing growth, interest rate hikes and fears of a recession.